Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Verifiable Randomness. Randomness. Hey, yeah. As you can tell, we have the very first guest, who's also the very first sponsor for Verifiable Randomness, Mr. S. Matthew English, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And it's great to get the sponsor, first sponsor, and first guest in one go. So I'm going to send you an invoice for 99 cents, and I'm hoping you... I think you can right. tell us the uh, who the sponsor of today's show is. All right. So as a avid listener of Verifiable Randomness, I would actually dispute the fact that I'm the first sponsor because there have been a lot of sponsors, but you might be able to say that I'm Very the first fair. paid sponsor. Yeah, real sponsor. Right. So I will accept that distinction any day of the week. But uh, yeah, so... It's not actually me, myself, in my personal capacity that is uh, our benevolent sponsor today, but is actually an app that I created, my brainchild, if you will. Yeah. It's called Chess. So it's an app. It's called Chess. You spell it T-S-C-H-E-S-S. It sometimes gets confused with another app or game, which is also called Chess. It's spelled C-H-E-S-S, so some people have a little bit of confusion about that. But yeah, it's actually funny because it's a sort of in-group, out-group dynamic so that people who like chess actually don't like people who like chess and people who like chess don't like people who like chess. So it was kind of a... Yeah, galvanizing the community of chess so this enthusiasts. Is, this is an in-group, out-group you're trying to create. Yeah, that's right. In-group, out-group dynamics. I'm trying to galvanize the community of people who play chess by setting up the people who play chess as a hated out-group. You're right, gotcha. And then is this a, based on some philosophy you've read about? Or like I mean, I think it's just part of our... <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about uh, the presidency of the United States of America and yeah. how effective it is in just getting a whole bunch of people just all juiced up about a certain topic by just demonizing some outgroup. So I was like, these seem to be a successful dynamic in yep. the United States of America for winning the office of the presidency. And yeah. I was like, why don't I just apply those same dynamics to promoting my mobile software application. So basically you want to uh, take the world of chess and make people who play C-H-E-S-S, the bad guys and the people who play T-S-C-H-E-S-S? No, T-S-H? That's right, that's right. It's chess with a T in front of it. Well, yeah, I mean, so what you said is correct. I want to unite the community of people who play chess by demonizing the community of people who play chess. Got it, got it. So people just go to the App Store or the Play Store and they just type in chess, it'll show up? Yeah, you can visit the App Store or the Play Store. It's universal. We don't make any distinction for Android or iPhone. But if you have Windows Phone, you're an outgroup and we don't like you. So that's a good, yeah, that's a good That's good the one. only other distinction. There's two distinctions people who play chess and people who have Windows Phones. If you're not one of those groups, then we're happy to have you in our community of people who play chess. 
funny tangent. I remember in my entire life, I only met, I've only met one person who ever had the Windows phone. You know, obviously it was years ago. And I remember people were like, do you have a Windows phone? Like so surprised. And he was, you could tell he was trying to like make himself feel less bad for having bought it. He's like, well, they got these, see how they got these tiles and they move in real time. But it, like, I feel like he was trying to convince himself because he knew he really made like a really dumb financial decision. Dude, I will but, tell you a dark secret. I yeah. attended a conference sponsored by Microsoft where they gave away Windows phones to people to promote people developing apps for Windows phones. And it was when I was in graduate school, I was really poor. So I just used it for a while as my main phone. Yeah. So the dark secret of this is that I am actually a self-hating Windows phone user, former user. What was it like to use it? What was your opinion of it? Dude, it was, it was okay. I mean, <laughs> it works. I don't know. It was not that great. Not that bad. Just like a crappy Android phone. But, but it wasn't Android. Oh, but you're saying it was like a crappy Android phone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then I know I'm not sending this invoice to Chess. I'm sending it to your parent organization. What's the name of that? The parent organization, yeah. Balls and Wits LLC. Balls and Wits LLC. Table Love to it. Balls and yeah. Wits LLC, yeah. Balls and Wits LLC. Got it. I mean, yeah, well, it just sounds like a sturdy name, like a company that repairs HVACs or something like that. Seems like Balls and Wits, dude. Seems reputable. Yeah, I feel like invoicing a company called Balls and Wits LLC is... <laughs> and no accountant's going to be like, if I say I'm invoicing chess, they're going to be like, are you invoicing the board game and you spelt it wrong? I'll be like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's nonsense. If I'm, I mean, if I'm invoicing Balls and Wits LLC, they're like, oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay, I think you're saying it a little bit weird. Let's... To spell it out, it's B A H L S E N W I T Z. Balls and wits. Yeah. It looks better than when you say it. When you say it out loud, it sounds a little bit weird, but if you just look at it briefly, it's like, this makes perfect sense. That's how I feel about okay. it anyway. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, to you know, everybody out there, go give uh, Chess a. Chance. The end of chess. Oh, chess. nice. Yeah. The end of chess. Yeah. That's the, the, how to say tagline of it. The end of chess. It was actually, I had this idea. First I was thinking the American football of chess because I was thinking that rugby is a stupid, boring British game and American football is just a better version of rugby. So it's in similar fashion, chess, stupid, boring game, probably British or something. And then chess american more fun game kind of like how cricket or crockett or whatever and then baseball better version similar dynamic cricket or then crockett? I, yeah i don't know what's crockett going on. i think yeah. your next step should be called crockett <laughs> i mean it, it could very well be so don't anybody go trying to register a game called crockett because you heard it here i have you know rights for yeah, crockett.io is getting taken so <laughs> yeah. don't know don't nobody get it i i know i talk about this a lot because i'm still um and you probably get annoyed with me talking about it but there was that one time at your parents house on christmas day eve mm -hmm. where i almost beat you at chess yeah i think it's fascinating that you continue to characterize it as almost beat 
but you were getting afraid and I was, I was like amazed because never in a, you, you've by yourself coded, developed a game about chess. So I would never, I never thought I even had a shot. A chance? A chance, well, dude, yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you that part of the thing, part of the reason that I created this game was because I wanted to dispense with all the boring parts about chess. It's like how a game of cricket can take, I don't know, seven days or what, but baseball is just, you know, nine a reasonable amount of time yeah. to drink 20 beers or whatever i got you so, i got you yeah so then can a game of cricket really is a multi-day is it multi-day yeah, i think they could be multi-day i don't know i'm dude i'm not a british person i don't know these <laughs> kind of rules but your last uh, name would say otherwise by the way <laughs> dude what i thought we were trying to keep our identity secret on this program um so you and i we've known each other for, we can edit that out we can edit that out we can edit out this personally identifiable information so i so i um uh you know we've known each other for what three so three years now i think yeah going on four i guess yeah and no dude it was it was actually almost exactly three like in a couple of weeks it'll be three years exactly oh nice i just said going on four because i know that four is the next number that comes after three and i was trying to just add some dynamism to the conversation yeah 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 so so um you know we we were working for the same company um we were both who shall the company of which shall be remain nameless <laughs> yeah and, it was uh, not Balls and Wits LLC. If that's it was what you're not thinking. Balls and Wits LLC. That's true. yeah. If that's what you were thinking, that's not what it was. And uh, you know, we were both in Brooklyn. We were at the time um, we were both single dudes trying out uh, the dating apps. Mm, yep, that is right. Uh, so I think we bonded over that too. Yep. Uh, true. But you, you're since you live with your girlfriend now. Yes, I do indeed. And. Uh, I really like the story of how you met because it didn't, after all that, it didn't actually involve a dating app. Yeah, that's true. In actual fact, it's kind of interesting. It turns out to be a kind of COVID romance story. <laughs> COVID romance? Yeah. Romance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, co COVID. Because actually we got quarantined together as a quarantine and spent literally every day and every second together since now since march so it's been pretty cool actually but but how'd you meet how's the story of how you met we first met in uber pool in uber pool totally randomly when i first arrived in new york actually like very soon after i met you actually and i remember the nights or soon thereafter that i met her we were talking with you by slack or zoom or something on video call from you the department of our mutual friend no the person who okay so also i exchanged numbers with her in the uber pool and then i was talking to my friend about it. i said man i don't know what i should write what do got you it. think is a good got thing it, i could it. i didn't have the the detached perspective that i needed to play cool but since it was by message my friend helped me to craft a perfectly worded 
text message but with you, so, a smiley, with a nose and a smile face. So the the Brilliant. thing about this story that I find really cool is that 95% of the back when we could pre-COVID go on these shared carpools, uh, 95% of the people, they didn't, they were buried in their phone. They didn't want to talk to anybody. And I'd say the other 5% were just, you know, drunk or semi-drunk dudes who wanted to talk uh, mm. to anybody who was in the car. So, you know, I'd talk with them um, or maybe they were foreign and I'd ask them where they came from. So I'm just curious, how, how, did, how does you even make the move? Actually, I remember. Okay, so randomly, I was on an airplane once, and um, someone taught me how to say, I want to visit Romania, in Romanian, because I was just in this phase. I, uh, I always like languages, and yeah. I've, yeah. I'm Did you speak a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think it's fascinating to learn different languages. And uh, so I was sitting next to the person from Romania. I was like, okay, we would teach me something in Romanian. He's like, yeah, sure. And so he taught me how to say, I want to visit Romania. Because I feel like it's a good thing to say. Which actually didn't, yeah. So this has not always worked out well for me. Like when I ask somebody to teach me something in a language. So, okay. Anyway, it's Yao Vrau Sir Visites Romania. And I just remember that. And so my girlfriend got in the car in the super pool. Somehow it, we were talking it came out that she was from Romania and then I said this thing she was like wow that's cool that you know that and then it was like that but then this also has worked out bad for me in the past because one time I was in Ireland and this guy I was like teach me something cool to say in Ireland and he was like okay frig jabber and I was like all right that's cool and then I was somewhere and I said this to someone and they just had this horrified look on their face like why would you say that and I was like huh what does that mean and they were like or they were like, do you even know what that means and I said no and they said, that means finger my pee hole in Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> just like, wow. It's really not a good thing to say to somebody uh, that you don't know. Some Irish dude um, took the piss, I think, for off you. Or you took the piss or there's some expression. Yeah, yeah. I never know. Okay, I asked one of our mutual friends, who shall remain nameless, a British person. Maybe I can ask him my cricket questions as well. Because I was like, what is the... I don't even know how those words are called. The word, take the piss. It's like, do you take the piss on somebody? Do you take the piss from somebody? Like the preposition of take the piss, this yeah. British thing. Take the piss with them, take it f- to them. I don't get it. Of them? Either way, this Irish guy, he took the piss in you, on you, <laughs> over you. With? Maybe it's With more- you. <laughs> he took it with you. Okay, so that didn't, okay. But, so it's worked out horribly, but it seems like it also worked out extremely well. Yeah, which is kind of like how life works, I guess. I think that yeah. in life, it's just like, you must have some, I just, I think it's with these situations. So I often think about it actually in this kind of terms. There was this person in my high school who I had to wrestle him for this varsity spot on our wrestling team. and he lost and I won. And I always think about like, whenever I feel like, Oh, I'm, this thing is hard. Can I do it? And then I think about that. I'm like, yeah, dude, you can totally do it. Like you fucking slammed that kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's I, this, I, um, dude, there's this movie, uh, born on the 4th of July. And in that movie, the guy loses, like he, it's like this big thing. And I think wrestling is such a cool sport. Cause it's just you against the other person. And it's like, if you win, it's 100% you're like on you. And if you lose 100% on you. So like, 
if you if you're on a soccer team and like you win the state championship it's like okay cool like what what did you really do on this soccer team like you know what i mean maybe you're responsible for one eighth of the thing or i don't even know how many people are on a soccer team i'm not a european socialist okay i don't know how many soccer (laughs) players are on a a soccer pitch okay whatever you're not like okay yeah so back to the point it's like and then it just goes on like and his life's horrible basically in the movie born on fourth july so so i don't know what that tells you about the fourth of july hold on have you seen vision quest because no. that's actually about wrestling. No. You've never well, seen I don't Vision care. Quest? Dude. No. Dude, you've got to watch Vision Quest. But anyway, about having the, this- the Vision Quest is the goal you seek, and you're on a, a quest to achieve your vision. And it's he, this dude essentially doing what he wants to be the best wrestler. Yeah, but I, it's I, like I, a. I don't care about actually wrestling. That's not hold the on. Point. Was, this, was this movie based on your life? Was Vision Quest based on the story <laughs> you just told me? Wait, no, because um, the story's not even done. Okay, I just okay. got it on a tangent. Okay, okay, okay. So the idea is that, like for me, it's a positive memory. When I am trying to do something hard, I'm thinking back on that, like, okay, yeah, I did good in that thing, so I could do this thing good too. But then I guess for him, it's the opposite. Like if he's going to do something hard and he'll be like, oh, I am doing this thing. Can I do this thing? And then he'll think back on that and be like, probably, probably won't, probably can't make it. <laughs> you know? Because you beat him. Yeah, because like that is like a quintessential moment, and then he's like falling short. But like for because, me, it's a positive thing. Like it's like a quintessential moment, and I succeeded. You know? Hold on, did did he think he was just going to beat you, and it was going to be easy? I don't know. I think it was evenly matched. Okay. Okay. Got yeah. It. I mean, I'm sure he's not a complete failure in life. I'm sure he's. <laughs> But that's interesting. I, I, I actually would never would have guessed you wrestled. But actually, now that you say it, I, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also, also did, did crew. Some, that's I did why some I was, wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's a cool yeah. thing. I was encouraging you to do crew as well because I did crew too. But crew is like the quintessential sport of I'm literally just sitting in a boat right now. This is a boat ride. How much effort am I expending? I don't know. Enough to so, like not get kicked out of the boat, but enough to... I was just explaining this to somebody over the weekend um, when they were asking me about crew. And I explain it like if you're in a you know a four or an eight person boat like you really have to jive with everybody and if there's someone you don't like because they're weak performer or they're just a horrible person you're gonna have a terrible time on the boat because you're trapped on that boat and I feel like I had a very poor experience when I I did crew because there was always like two or three people on this boat that I just couldn't stand um, and the dynamics of the boat were just really terrible and messed up. And it, it was just a thing that, that didn't jive. So that's how I feel about it. Like, I feel like if you are on the, the team and the boat works together and they row together and they like each other, you can have a, gr- a great experience. But if even one, there's even one fault in the system, I think it doesn't work out so well. That was my perception of it. Yeah, actually, I've forgotten about this, but until you just mentioned it, I remember that I got into like an insane fight argument with the coaches this is another reason why i don't like coaches and that i think wrestling is better because it's like if you in wrestling it's just so obvious like this person beat that person so they play but like if you have like coach dynamics in this and like i feel like sports team coaches are often like autocratic crazy people it's like i wanted to be the first person in the like crew boat so that everyone had to like adjust themselves to my whatever idiosyncratic rowing 
speed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but then wanted, also, how big was the boat you were in? With eight people. Eight people. So you wanted the other seven people to meet you instead of you meeting the other seven people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But sure then there's also like a coxswain, like a small yeah. coxswain person who's very annoying character. <laughs> but then, and then they didn't want that, so that was a cause of great annoyance to me. How did we get onto this topic anyway? Oh um, yeah, because of this. Because I think that it's like when you try something out, like when you try to, I don't know, like ingratiate yourself to some people with like a funny line or anything like that. Like if it works out well for you, then you keep doing that. And then it just, this is how your personality evolves, I think. It's like, okay, so I sing a song when I'm like five years old and in my kindergarten class and all my friends in the kindergarten class, they laugh and they like it. So then like I go, I keep singing songs and then like I just become a really good singer. And then I'm like a professional singer, but like, or another kid who's like, he's singing a song in his kindergarten class, but like, maybe his friends didn't like sleep well and they were just like shut up you're so annoying and then that kid never sings again you know something like this yeah dude i, yeah. I actually that story hits close to home yeah actually so yeah. imagine if it's like a close family member that really scars you there's Whoa. dude there's this um movie that came out a while ago and it, i think it you know i don't care what the critics think anymore but i think it was critically acclaimed and it had Brad Pitt in it, but the the idea of this film and and like went back in time to like the beginning of the universe and the dinosaurs. But it, the the theme of it was like a a dad can do stuff to a, his son that feels mm. like the universe being born, or it has it's like the effect of uh, like it's it's earth shattering to the to the boy. And I really connected with that theme. I don't know if I like the movie overall, but I just thought that was a great ex- way to explain like what like an impact a dad positive and negative can have on a, on a, on a boy. Yeah. I think that's definitely interesting stuff. I think the movie and was like, called tree of life. I think that's what it was called. It reminds me of the movie, big fish, the movie that I love most, big fish. yeah, yeah. yeah. But for me, fish, yeah. it's interesting. I had a similar kind of experience like to that movie, or at least I felt so. Because like, I thought that my dad was like really brilliant, genius, smart, and like slapped when I was a kid. But then I like yeah. re- grew up and realized that like, hmm, okay, he doesn't slap as hard as I thought. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I think most people feel that way, yeah. About yeah, but it's so interesting. Okay, think about this. This is why I low-key like Donald Trump. Okay, think about this. I have a friend who I met in college. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> And the reason we're not friends anymore is because he's a total degenerate. Like his dad is pretty rich. He owns like a bunch of car dealerships in like whatever, some New England state or mid-Atlantic state. And he's just a total degenerate. Like he just does drugs all the time and tries to like have sex with models. That's his life. And it's like, (laughs) okay, that's cool, I guess. But like, I feel like part of the reason is because if your dad is very successful, then anything you do in your life, somebody's like, well, I mean your dad just bought that for you or like yeah you did that but like your dad did that 20 times better when he was your age and then it's just like oh my god that would be so i feel like just terrible and so but there are two reactions that you can have to it one of them i think is just to become a total degenerate well more than two but has a broadly classified as two but then the other one is to excel them in everything they did so and i think that's the path that donald trump chose like so his father was Uh-oh. like a pretty successful dude a pretty successful yeah. real estate developer in new york yeah. like okay it's kind of cool but then he was just like okay okay dad i'm gonna do what you did a million times better so and then he did do that and then he became the most power like the leader of the free world it's like dude whoa 
nicely done, DJT. He like, he, okay, DJT was a shitcoin. He like 10X'd his value. It's like, or 100X'd. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. He's like the ETH of shitcoins. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like I maybe at this point in my life, I'm like a kind of EOS or something. But like DJT really did a number on his valuation. Well, we'll let the um, audience decide how sarcastic you're being with this last comment. Um, so, and if it's hard to tell, you know, we're both very sarcastic people. So, um, you know, t- take everything we say with a grain of salt. But hold on. The, the thing you were trying to explain to me was how you actually said something to the woman who's not your girlfriend in this Uber pool. I think mm. that was how the tangent we got off of. So you learned yeah, the Romanian... Yeah, yeah. Right. And you didn't hesitate? Um, no, I was just feeling it. Also, it was okay. right when That's I moved fair. to New That's York. Fair. Okay. Like, I think that there's a kind of powerful energy when you first move to a place. You're, yep. yeah, you're like new, fresh, like new ideas. You have like also a kind of courage that you don't have. Well, especially in somewhere like New York. I don't know if it's for small I felt town. that everywhere I went. I felt that every really? place I went, yeah. Like when I went to Beijing, so when I graduated college, okay, when, I grew up in a small town and then I went to college in New York City and I met so many interesting people. Like right when I first moved there, I met so many interesting people. And then I went to Beijing after I graduated college and I met a bunch of interesting people right in the beginning of my time there. And it's always like this, I find, or like I make friends, like, like how to say along the way, but like yeah. just being new and in a place, I feel like is a bonding experience like i also met you when i was new at consensus yeah yeah so i don't know there's just a kind of kind of special energy about being new in a place and like and like reinventing yourself somehow and like forming new connections and new ways of doing things and stuff so that's why i'm so you recently moved and i think that's cool to like try and recapture this energy and i also am planning to move soon so I think as well as like when you get into your like 30s and stuff like this, I think this is like the gen, how midlife crisis, midlife crises generate because people get set in their ways. They're like, okay, I'm working, I'm in my late 20s. I keep working on this job, although I don't like it very much. And I just keep on going with it. And now I wake up and I'm 50 and I live in some crappy suburb and I do a job that I hate for a boss yep. that I hate and yep. I'm fat and I'm bald. Like, yeah. So... I think that, yeah, like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and doing new things, learning new skills as well is important stuff. You know what I can't figure out? Totally random fact. You know, since, you know, most vast majority of men will eventually go bald, you think over time, do you think there's a culture where there's not a negative stigma associated with it? Um, Like you think over time, they'd stop being that stigma since it happens to like everybody eventually. No, I don't know about eventually. You know what I often found though? I find that, I don't know if this, what the correlation of this is, but I find that uh, friends of mine who work at like big consulting companies like KPMG and stuff or uh, just generally hate their jobs and like have very boring like corporate type jobs are like disproportionately fat and bald (laughs) i've noticed so i think that having a job that you like 
I feel like in some way this, and just liking, so if you don't like your job, you spend eight hours a day at work in theory. So if you don't like your job, this is a lot of your waking hours. If you don't like your job, you don't like your life. And I feel like if you don't like your life, then it probably is evident. It's like, have you ever read the book, um, A Portrait of Dorian Gray? I don't think so. So awesome. It's the most awesome book Oscar Oscar Wilde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Oscar Wilde. And dude, honestly, this book, it's like every single sentence is a tweetable sentence. It's amazing. Every sentence is so good. But but anyway, it's about this guy who has a portrait painted of him in his youth. And he does all these crazy acts. And the portrait gets more wicked looking. But he stays like looking fresh and youthful. Although he's just a terrible person. And I think this, these kind of Victorian ideas about how people, I don't know if it's Victorian. I'm not British as we've already established on this podcast. Whatever. I'm just going to say Victorian for the sake of this conversation. Maybe it's Edwardian ideas. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, like that people's virtue is indicated on their face is fascinating idea. And maybe okay, later part in the fact that I think. I see what yeah, you're saying. Because you're talking, you are listening rather you, podcast listener, I'm addressing you directly. You are listening to a discourse of two men with literally luscious heads of hair. I mean, if you could only see, <laughs> you'd be astounded. You would be astounded. All right, we're going to go back to ignoring you, pretending like you're not here and you're, you're just over here. You're not, like you're a fly on the wall, a fly on the wall. Well, so we gotta get we gotta get to the end of the of the show, but there, I wanted to end it um, with our mutual love for Urban Dictionary. Dude, so, I love Urban Dictionary. Wait, how weird is it to directly address a podcast listener? That's like when actors point directly at the screen. You it's just broke the fourth I just, wall. I, yeah. I broke the fourth, the you third might, headphone. You might be, it might be the, the first time headphone. in history it's ever happened. Dude, I just broke the third headphone. <laughs> you broke the third <laughs> headphone. I love it. Um, okay, so I feel like in the recent past, you taught me a word that I love, and I taught you a word that, that you love. So <laughs> you taught me, it's say something slaps. Slaps, yeah. Which just means it's awesome. Yeah, well, it's because of youth culture. Okay, so I am all the time. Do you know Robert Greene? Have you ever heard of this guy, Robert Greene? No. Dude, Robert Greene slaps. See, that was context. Do you see what I did there, podcast listener? <laughs> <laughs> the third microphone yes. is shattered again. <laughs> Okay, so um, Robert Greene is awesome. And he wrote this book called The Laws of Human Nature, which I think is cool. And so one of the ideas in it, he just made a YouTube video about this recently, about how as generations grow up, there's like four stages of generations, as he says. There's like a revolution. And then there's the generation that tries to consolidate the gains of the revolution, like make all the rules about how people are going to act. And then there's a generation that's like, kind of, like they follow the rules, but they don't really believe in the rules. And then there's the generation that's like questioning the rules. Like, why do we even have these stupid rules in the first place? And then a revolutionary generation is like, get rid of those rules, make new ones. And then, you know, the consolidation. And then it just like repeats itself throughout history. So like, you can think that like the baby boomers were like, oh, Vietnam, like let's break all the rules. And then like, whatever, okay. And then there was like Gen X who's like, let's consolidate. This is like the game plan. We're going to do this. And then came like our generation, like millennials who were like, oh, do we really have to do those rules? Like maybe, maybe trans people can use the bathroom, any bathroom yeah. they want. I don't know, like break the rules. And then, but like, yeah. I feel like the generation that's coming now, they're like, dude, like any, what is it even a bathroom? 
just pee anywhere you want. <laughs> the revolution. So like, I think that we're like in the midst of revolutionary change where literally people are going to be able to pee anywhere they want, wherever they want, whenever they want. And dude, I'm just trying to, I don't want to be a counter-revolutionary. I don't want to be a reactionary, a force of reaction. Like Mao Zedong, How does this basically? relate to something slapping? Okay, I'll tell you. Because I seek out youth culture and youth music. And slaps is kind of youth slang. Okay. Yeah, like, so that slaps. And then um, I taught you, because I talked about it on the podcast. You learned simp. this word through simp. the podcast. Simp. Simp. Simps are it's bad. It's great, right? It's great. I mean, it's great. It's great of how bad simps are. Yeah, you don't want, it's great. You don't want to be a simp. No, you It's don't. not a compliment. <laughs> Far from compliment. Before the show, we were talking and you, <laughs> you, you, you were like, don't be a simp or something. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Can't be a simp. Yeah, you don't want to be a simp. Dude, they're outgroup. They're so outgroup. Simps, dude. I think simps play C-H-E-S-S. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I don't even differentiate. I, it's like, I just say chess, and you have to figure out for yourself if there was a silent TS before it or not. It's like pneumonia. <laughs> it's like pneumonia spelled P-N-pneumonia and pneumonia with just the N. Which one am I talking about? I don't know. That's a good idea for an app. Actually, dude, XXX Tentacoin. You know that rapper? XXX Tentacoin. Okay. Actually, his name is XXX Tentacion. He's dead now. But I was interested in how obtuse this guy's name was. So I was thinking to myself, yeah, coming up with names that are obtuse. This is something that slaps. This slaps. All right, everybody, you heard it. Chess slaps and chess is full of simps. Oh, yeah. Chess slaps and chess is for simps. Chess is for simps. All right. Uh, thank you for being uh, the very first real sponsor and the very first real guest. Dude, thank you for the opportunity. And listen, everybody, just have fun out there. Stay safe out there. Have fun. Have fun out there. Have fun out there. Have fun, have, have fun out there. Don't be a simp.